Uh, hey, everybody, it's a Trending Tuesday, and it's actually Tuesday. Holy moly, I didn't even think of that. Like, normally, Tuesdays, I don't record podcast episodes because I have family commitments. Uh, but it's Tuesday night, and it's somewhere between, six, like, late 6 or early 7 p.m., half, half 7, half quarter 6, whatever you all say. And this this holiday season, a couple months, you know, a couple of weeks back, a couple of months back, uh, like I had gotten a co-gift, like a, a shared gift with my brother, Ken, which is interesting because I was talking about him in the intro. I apologize. I didn't mean to throw you under the bus, Ken. Like a, like a real, like a, my whole thing was like, why didn't I check in with him sooner about the movie? Uh... Like, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not upset at all about, uh, like, uh, so, so it's just, it, it, this is not a passive aggressive exercise or anything, uh, because I couldn't have got a better person, you know, look at this, uh, right into buttering it up and speaking of butter, like that, that, like speaking of buttering and buttering people up. So Ken was a great person to get a shared uh, holiday gift with for my parents and they sent us something called a Syracuse Crate, C-R-A-T-E. And the company happens to be run by somebody I went to high school and college with, Tom. And I don't know if I'll reach out to him in between, but, but uh, Syracuse, like a Syracuse Crate, I think it's at SyracuseCrate.com, but it'll, I'll try to put it in the show notes. Tom's a great guy. So what's up, Tom? But, uh... So our, my parents had got this, this Syracuse crate for uh, my brother and I to share for Christmas. What is a Syracuse crate? I can hear you asking already. And ideally, we'll do a real-time recipe episode around the Syracuse crate, uh, you know, down the road here. Uh, but a Syracuse crate is like a gift. It's kind of, it's like a gift crate uh, with regional foods from if you grew up in Syracuse or you lived in Syracuse. That you would, uh, you say, geez, you really can't get it anywhere else. You know, a little central New York regional pride. And in our Syracuse crate, which I've consumed almost everything and saving one thing for my daughter, uh, came some Hoffman hot dogs, which I've talked about on the show before. And then some Hoffman snappies, which are like Coney Island dogs, which... I don't know what they are, and I, I probably have this discussion every two years. I, I don't, but but uh, they're they're. But anyway, it's not important. And then uh, Gianelli hot Italian sausage, and Hinderwaddle's salt potatoes. And so Syracuse has really good Italian sausage. And when you when you live in Syracuse, uh, like uh, at least in my family, like the summertime. Like you eat a lot of Hoffman hot dogs and you eat a lot of uh, Italian sausage from Gianelli's or Staggerwald's. I just want to put that out there. Staggerwald's has got some great meat too. There's also a can of uh, Mama's Baked Beans and then a uh, bottle of Dinosaur Barbecue Sauce, turkey joints, which can... uh, Still not even sure what those are. My mom loves those though. And there's also a map in there. And I guess I'll just tell you what salt potatoes are because I don't want, but I briefly, a salt potato is like a small potato. I don't know what kind, like a rat, one of those little round ones. I, I think out here you call them Yukon Golds, but I think this is a different potato type. But uh, a small potato, and what you do is you boil the potatoes in like heavily, heavily salted water. Syracuse is the salt city. Uh, you know, playing real gritty in the old Salt City, I think they used to sing. And of course, I don't know the actual history of the salt potato. I think maybe I did an episode about it, but like you just boil the water in this really, really salted water. So the potatoes come out and they're cooked, but they're like, uh, they're incredibly salty. And then you usually eat them with drawn butter. And uh, with your Italian sausage and your hot dogs and beans. So, and oh, also it came with Hoffman's, uh, like a German style mustard, I think. And I, you know, I thank my parents for that. But it also came with this map, like an old vintage style map of Syracuse. And 
At first, my brother, I thought my brother was going to keep it. And they said, no, 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 maybe you could do a podcast episode from the map. I said, well, okay, uh, the great idea. So I think that's what we'll do. Let me uh, turn on one more light in here and unroll the map. I'll pause it. Okay, I had to, I had to engineer a solution here because the map is, like, incredibly uh, detailed and, uh, like, the writing and the pictures are really small. And to set the mood, I mean, I'm, I'm here in my climbing closet where I record the podcast, so it's not the lightest place in the world. And then I always try to be conscientious about vapor noises and stuff. This episode, I mean, I guess it's a little light, but it'll probably contain some map noises. Um, but this is a map, uh, like a cartoon, is that a right version? An- like, not animated, like a hand-drawn uh, not a character of Syracuse, but I just, and I don't know what year I, I looked at it for trademarks and stuff. I couldn't see anything. Uh, but it's a big map of Syracuse. And I guess what I'll do is just kind of go through it here and maybe they'll spur some stories or whatever. I'm going to start in the upper left corner, Beaver Lake Nature Center. So maybe we'll come back to that. That's bad. I played. Oh yeah. I got a good beaver. Oh boy. Um, 34, there's 34 golf courses in Onondaga County. Yeah, the brewery and industry helped make Syracuse famous, uh, Baldwinsville. That's where near Beaver Lake, uh, uh, Baldwinsville's known as the pheasant dog capital of the world. I did not know that. Uh, we are proud of our state championship wrestlers. There's the first trust in something company, some bank, uh, brown newspapers. I I haven't heard of that. Something park, uh, Mercer park. Maybe people look like they're dancing there. It looks like there's a dam there. I don't know. Then the Baldwinsville Tri-County Mall. I don't remember that. Some sort of mid lakes and navigation. I don't know what lake. I guess this is Onondaga Lake. Yeah, Onondaga Lake. There's a Holiday Inn, Sparky's Holiday Inn. Uh, there's a sign for the WSEN. Uh, WSEN must have paid for this map because I see them on here a bunch. I don't know what station that was either. So for you see, did you grow up in Syracuse, Scoots? I did, but, you know, I lived in a world of my own, you know, fantasy and design. Uh, Onondaga Park goes around the lake. You see Hiawatha Point, Perry's Office of Eyes, Hides Hot Dogs. That was a big part of my youth. That's in uh, Baldwinsville, North Syracuse. Uh, the New York State Fair, uh, Fairgrounds. Uh, the the Kino Carnival uh, ranked second to only New 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 Orleans Mardi Gras. That's Jordan Jordan. The key new new no new carnival. I don't I don't know that one. Again, I didn't claim to be a Syracuse historian. There's a Pepsi truck at the fair, uh, so there's a little product place. And there's a guy who looks like Evil Knievel on a BMX bike, Fairmount Fair. That's also, I could use this for about 10 podcasts now that I'm looking. Uh, Fairmount Fair, we've done a few episodes from there. Mall walking. First mall walking uh, uh, episode took place there. Uh, then we have Coleman's Restaurant, where I was a busboy and a janitor for a short period of time. I think I did wash the dishes too, but mostly janitor and busboy. Let's see. We see Carpenter's Brook, uh, Weber's West Side Inn, Elbridge, uh, the Chicago Market. Uh, can't read a lot of the writing here, even Fowler High School. So that's right where that's near where I grew up. Uh, and off of, that's off of Geddes. Uh, Burnett Park Zoo, I'm assuming. I see a bunch of animals. West Jenny High School. So this map is definitely not, because uh, I think West Jenny's closer to Fairmount Fair. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, the Amtrak Station, the Railroad Station, Museum and Library. West Jenny High said that. Uh, the Disappearing Lake, I don't know about that either. 
oldest barn in the country I see on here. Uh, for another first in trust, uh, the Krebs, I think this, oh, this is Skinny Atlas Lake, uh, the Cedar House uh, Restaurant and Gift Shop, Mid Lakes Navigation. Oh, so I think companies could pay to be on this map because there's even phone numbers for some of these. Uh, there's the Native American Reservation in Nedro. Uh, the lake is approaching 15 miles long and 300 feet deep. That's Skinny Atlas Lake, I believe. Uh, Central Tech Invocation Center. And then downtown, that's in downtown. Then we have the Syracuse Cable Vision or something. Cable Systems. Hotel Syracuse, Paper Poppy, Sibley's. That's where we would go see Santa Claus. And they had a sky bridge between Sibley's and another place. Uh, Perry's Office Supply. Uh, Jeans Discount Craft Supplies. I wonder if the comic book shop's on here. There's the Money Towers. Those are the two big buildings in Syracuse, but they have a carrier label on them. Uh, Syracuse War Memorial, uh, the Symphony and the Opera, the Civic Center, another First Trust and Deposit Company, a uh, building where my dad worked. Uh, I don't know, uh, Syracuse Savings Bank was, I think, the, in the basement of the building. Uh, Will Bombers can, uh, Candles. Uh, this is the candle capital of America, they say. And Will Bombers, uh, and I do know people that were in the candle business, so uh, one of my friends. Uh, you got a something historic landmark restaurant, Sheridan Inn, uh, Carpet Alley. Uh, 2002 Space Odyssey, that's at the Disco. Oh, here's a place. Hey, let me see if I can read this. Something Red Barn, that rings a bell, like Herkimer Red Barn or Harper Red Barn or something. Flamingo Bowl uh, it has uh, 40 lanes open at 1 in the morning. Franklin Engine Company. You know where I'm keeping track of the stuff that has good stories. Uh, Crystal, I don't see industrial color labs on here. Frankie's uh, Steakhouse and Pencan Mall. That was another mall that existed. Syracuse Boys Club and Syracuse China. They are world leader in commercial Chinaware, I think, for, like, uh, like uh, plates for restaurants. I think they used to say that they had that at the White House. Uh, Learberry Clothes, I remember that building. The factory outlet store, I think they had. MacArthur Stadium, that's where Syracuse's AAA baseball team used to play. Uh, DR Typewriters, uh, Curry Copy Center, Hanover Square, another First Trust Bank, Onondaga County Public Library. I, they've been to those. Uh, the Cathedral, uh, the Boys Club. I don't see the Landmark Theater, but that's probably on here somewhere. Another Chicago Market, another WSCN. The heart of Syracuse country. So maybe that's Syracuse's country station. You mean that's why it doesn't ring a bell. Chicago market, another Chicago market. Uh, Song Mountain. That was a place with the Alpine slide and men's to make with that with my cousin. So he like ran into her thing, you know. Um, and let's see. So it's just a lot of people waving and walking. Oh wait, here we go. I see I see some information about this. Produced and published by something Scarborough, Ontario, Ontario, Canada, 1979, printed in the USA. Uh illustrated by Francesca Profili. Looks like it's produced and published by Archara Inc. or something. Uh let's see. W S E N and University Hospital, I think that's me. And I, I don't know if I was born in the University Hospital or Krauss Irving. 
I think I was born in Krauss Irving, uh, Syracuse University, where our buddy Hal went, and there's the dome, Hall of Languages, uh, Clark County, Clark Reservation, Conservation Area. I don't think I've been there. Um, if I have, I don't remember. Down to the Holiday Inn. Uh, downtown, another Pepsi truck, Lorenzo uh, with a swan. I don't know what that is. Highland Forest, that was the first time I went camping. I went there. Um, Penn Cam Mall, I mentioned that. Uh, uh, Syracuse Airport, Hancock Airport. Uh, what else do we got here? Shub Meals, I don't know what that is. Uh, Central City Bins- Business Institute, WTVH5. The first TV station in central New York. Uh, uh, the Art Cellar. Uh, Janitor Service, Inc. The Pat, Pat Bombard Buick and Opal. Uh, Linder Publications, Syracuse Magazine, Syracuse Stage. I think my brother performed there. Then you have DeWitt and Casanova, the Reservoir. Syracuse University Bookstore, uh, Mulligans, and First Trust United, and WTVH5. WTVH5, though, that was, that's been in a podcast. That was the first time I appeared in front of an audience. You know, I told the sheepbelt joke to the guy, the weatherman or something. Uh, Fayetteville, have a terrific day, Maps Unlimited, Old Limestone. I don't know what that is either. It says here, Grover Cleveland, the 22nd and 24th president of the United States, grew up in Syracuse. I didn't know that either. If I did, I forgot it. Yeah, some other lakes, Round round Lake. I don't know if those are the Green Lakes. Chittenango Falls, we used to go there. That's where, Chittenango's where the uh, uh, L. Frank bombs from, I believe. Uh, Chrysler uh, Process and Gear, that's, uh, also says it's the four-wheel drive capital of the world, which makes sense, a sign for Vernon Downs. The original something, have what you... Something restaurant, uh, where the water flows north, Marriott Inn, uh, Oneida Lake. So we've talked about Oneida Lake on the show. Yeah, it's about it. So let me take a look at this map and see what we can chat about on here, you know, that we haven't overdone. I, I mean, we've talked about Hyde's Hot Dogs. We could talk about that because that connects to... So maybe we'll talk about that second, but uh, I got a pretty decent, uh, um, what's that thing called? Um, Beaver Lake Nature Center story. So we'll do that and then we'll see what we have time for. So a couple of different things about Beaver Lake Nature Center. Now, Beaver Lake Nature Center, I guess it's near Baldwinsville. I always imagine it on the way to the airport, but maybe, I don't know if it's before or after the Syracuse airport. and. It's definitely on my list of things to do. I'd love, I mean, maybe I'll rec- be able to record a podcast there at some point in the next year or two and get permission, you know, to do that. But, um, so it, it's, this is what I remember about it. I don't, I honestly haven't been there in probably 30 years, 25 years, maybe. And I don't know if Beaver Lake and Nature Center was new or redone when I was in like fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. Uh, but my memory of Beaver Lake is that it's like a, it's in a kind of a swampy area, a natural swamp, swamp uh, wetlands type area. And it has one of those boardwalks. So you can walk out and go like deep into the swamp or the wetlands. And, you know, be out in nature, walking, enjoying the sounds and the trees and the wildlife. And, like, uh, so that's one thing I remember about him. I remember going there a few times with my family. And then I guess I can't even, I guess, no wonder I barely remember it. Because I can't imagine my poor parents taking six kids. And I don't know if any of us ever jumped off of the boardwalk into the swamp or, you know, pushed one another 
but I do remember going there, I think in like, I, I guess I'm not sure if it was fifth or sixth grade, uh, but this will get right into awkward, like growth, growing up awkward territory was the, my biggest memory of Beaver Lake is that, uh, when, when I was there, I like, uh, it was like one of the, like, uh, I guess it was my first girlfriend and we were only dating, uh, for about, uh, two weeks and I don't even think we held hands. It was a very form formalized thing. And it was like due to one of my friends and not due to anything I did. Uh, but I remember I bought my girlfriend a pencil sharpener made of wood at the Beaver Lake Nature Center. A gift shop and I had like struggled over it because I wanted her to like it you know because I wanted her to like me and you might say okay Scoots back back it up back it up back it up like how you have a girl like you had a girlfriend once and I said yeah yeah once for a very short time I did and I don't want to say her name but it was uh, there was a uh, two and uh, let's see how do I do this delicately as well like, I mean, I've talked about some grammar school stuff or like uh, elementary school stuff on the show before or grade K through six, depending on where in the world you're listening to this or primary, primary school. I think all those apply. And, you know, I, I, I like uh, have, uh, I've had a lot of things uh, like uh, I don't know. Like, I don't have low self. I guess maybe, like, this isn't about my self esteem, but I definitely was not, uh, like, uh, even in grammar school, like, what the opposite sex was looking for in a mate. Even pre mate, you know, this is like whatever, a decade before you'd be thinking about mating. So, this is only practicing the social rituals. And now, thinking about how, like, like I, I don't know. So, and like, like, I never had trouble making friends, but I had trouble connecting, like, like the whole idea, I guess, of confidence and self-awareness, those things. Like, I guess I never had trouble. I always had friends. And there was this time, like, uh, at our school where there was two sets of twin uh, girls at our school. And I was in love with... Uh, like one set of twins, particularly one of the two twins. Uh, and that was like so far out of my league. Like these were, th these twins came to our school new, I think in fifth grade. And, you know, they were stars. Everybody had a crush on them. And you know, as I said, I had a lot of friends. So my fr two of my friends were, were their boyfriends, you know, I believe I can say their names, Pat and Kyle. And like, like, whatever, I don't even know what you do with it then. Like, 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 it, it, like you just say that that's your boyfriend and your girlfriend. It was just like a formality. I mean, in some sense, establishing the packing order. And that was just something, you know, that made me feel like, give me, give me butterflies in my stomach. I said, oh, wow. I, you know, and probably gave me like a visceral, what do you call that? Not visceral, but you know probably was an entirely healthy mechanism of saying, oh, one day if I change, you know, she would like me or whatever. But not a terribly pa painful memory or anything. Just like, okay, like she was out of my league. I, I was like the second smallest kid in our class. And I just, like, I, I, like, I was the oldest. Like, I didn't have any male figure, like, my age or within my age range to say, hey, this is, you know, don't, you know, don't pick your nose and eat it, you know, don't, don't do that or whatever, whatever I would do. I don't know. I don't think I did that, by the way. I, I mean, I did, I did, but it, I don't think I did it at that age and got caught. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think I had to, you know, anyway, this is disgusting. Uh, but so let's see. So within it, there was also another new kid that came to our school, another amends I probably have to make, uh, Another person that worked their way into the story, this kid who moved in, uh, uh, in my neighborhood and we quickly became, uh, good friends. And I think we, our paper routes overlapped and, and I think I ended up not being the best friend in the end, but his name was Bo, B-O, I think. I, I mean, I think he had a real name, but I can't remember, like, uh. 
Huh, I can't think of, but he, anyway, his name was Bo, B-O, was his nickname, like, what do you like to be called? And he was incredibly, like, he was a new kid. I think he was, like, like he was into MacGyver, I remember. And he was also, I think, confident and comfortable in his own skin, and he could connect with these uh, uh, classmates of ours that we were attracted to. And so he never had a hard time with it. And um, so at some point, I don't know if, like, one of these two other twins had a crush on him. And he was nice enough to, like, do best friend duty. I guess he was my best friend at the time. He he, he arranged it so that if he was going to be this one girl's boyfriend, her sister would be my girlfriend. So an arranged, uh, arranged fifth grade relationship. And because these, like, relationships didn't involve doing anything except saying formal titles and calling each other on the phone... Because I don't even think you could go, I don't think we even went on dates at this age. Maybe, no, I don't even think till middle school we had, there was a, like, maybe, I don't know, maybe there was like, a, like, like, I don't know, I don't think people went on dates at this age, even, I mean, obviously be super supervised. And maybe you kissed on the lips, I don't know, because it didn't, none of this happened to me. <laughs> so this is all based on, like, uh, you know, what I was imagining. But so Bo had arranged it so that I would be, be this one uh, young lady's boyfriend. And we talked on the phone. And, and I mean, I think part of me knew that this was not because she was like, uh, I don't know, this is such a, because it's like not based on attraction, but, you know, not she didn't have a crush on me. And I kind of didn't have, I, I was obviously, you know, swept away with these other, like these other twins. Though I also knew that even these twins were kind of like a little bit step above me as far as like uh, the dating packing order. So I was like, like playing above my whatever. I, I was like, uh, wasn't like I was like, geez, I, I felt lucky to have a girlfriend that, that was very attractive or whatever. So, and, but I don't, all I remember is talking on the phone. And then I remember like, uh, like this gift, but I think this was the second gift uh, we got for them, or I got for her, uh, and it would be the last, you know, spoiler alert. Because uh, I remember, and I don't know if Bo was trying to be my big brother and, like, teach me these things, but Bo and I, since we had paper routes, we had a little bit of extra spending money. And he was one of the people, I guess we were probably in sixth grade because we were old enough to go to the movie theater and Kmart together. And normally what we would do is we'd go to Kmart and then like buy candy if we were, you know, plush with money. And then we would go to the movie theater and uh, like during the summer, I guess this would be the summer between fifth and sixth grade. And so let's see, like, where, where are we? So, but it's at one point we went to Kmart and we were going to buy the girls earrings, our, our, our girlfriends. And I think Bo was in charge of this whole operation. And I think he was trying, like, I remember, like, I can, I can feel the physical feelings. It felt really exciting and good to be buying a gift for my girlfriend at Kmart. And I guess this was the age, I guess their ears were pierced, the girl's ears. And I guess it was also interesting is the girl, her mother would later be my teacher. And she was a very good teacher, but she also had to throw me out of class a few times. Uh, uh, just just as a, I, I don't know if that's irony, but wonderful people, wonderful people. So Bo and I were at Kmart. And like, I can, I can, this is one of these memories that is vividly burned into my mind. It's so, so interesting. Even the somatic feelings. I remember being there at Kmart and this was a Kmart we frequented, it frequented me and Bo, but also me and my, you know, it was a Kmart near our house. And even, I think we didn't go to the Kmart restaurant very often, but I can remember eating there. At a, like once or twice, uh, you know, this was uh, when Kmart's had like a diner right in the middle of them, which now I would probably, that would be the coolest thing ever. 
Like, I went through this streak of trying to eat at Kmart's, like, probably, I guess it was the late 90s. Uh, and I was in, like, I would get a patty melt, and I was like, or grilled cheese with tomato soup. And, uh, man, that was a living. Like, like, and I guess not in the non, it wasn't like I was trying to be ironic. It was just like, it was, it just felt so... I, not rebellious is the wrong word, but just, it's like, all right, I'm eating at a diner in the middle of a Kmart. And for the most part, most of the time, it's good, good, good food. It was a good diner food. And this Kmart had like a sit down, like, I mean, I can picture the coffee, I can hear the clang of the coffee clubs and the plates and stuff. Uh, but, but so Bo and I went on this operation into Kmart to buy our girlfriend's earrings. Now, I think Bo was, wi- I mean, he was obviously much wiser than me and knew what he was doing. And I think he was uh, like spurring this whole operation on, but, but, uh, like it, it seemed like in an older brother style way. And unfortunately, if you listen to this podcast regularly, you know, Bo and I's friendship ended up deteriorating because, uh, like, let's see, how do I explain this? Uh, like, now, like, uh, like uh, I had acquired adult materials later on in our friendship from my neighbor, one of the, uh, Billy, who was like an unofficial member of the Baby Kids. And then I brought those to the one time I got to go to summer camp, I brought all those adult materials to summer camp and I put them like in my bunk. And then kids, I don't think kids paid me. You think that would be the movie version, but like kids would get to lie in my bunk and look at these pictures. And then Bo, Bo had told his mom on me and I could never forgive that, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I was a petty person. And like I said, I have amends to make it because I think I egged his house because I, I mean, the, Billy was very upset with me and Billy since passed. So Billy, so I'm sorry too. Um, so, okay, so, but, but, but and I guess also because the more I tell the story, I realize what a great person. Also, Bo's house was the one, if you're really into this podcast, like one night, I, I, the one time I ate great nut, great, grape nut cereal, I was sleeping over at his house. And that was one of my big life disappointments. I had dreamed of eating grape nut cereal because I just had fantasized that it would be this delicious cereal, like whatever just sounded good grape nuts and I could never have it. And then I had no disposed family had grape nuts. So then I had to sleep over. I snuck downstairs and fixed myself some grape nuts and not just like a little bit, like a heaping gigantic bowl of grape nuts. And I took one bite and I was like, this is the most disgusting cereal I've ever had. And then it, right like after I did that, his mom or his dad came in and they said, what the heck do you think you're doing? And they said, well, I'm e- eating uh, an entire box of grape nuts, but I decided I'm not, you know. And so anyway, so we went to Kmart. We were, gonna, we were on a mission to buy earrings for our girlfriends. And Bo had spoken to his girlfriend because uh, he was in his, she had wanted these, uh, these earrings that were also tele, like they were telephone earrings. They were pink or turquoise. I can picture them in my mind. I remember Bo was trying to decide. And they were like telephones, like where the receiver, the old fashioned phones you would have at your like grandma, you know, not a cell phone, clearly. And I think they were like, you know, they were too, like they were fun phones because like maybe the receiver hung up or something. And like, uh, they, so Bo was like there and I think he was like, okay, you, I'll buy one color and you buy the other color. Well, and I got it in my mind. I said, oh no, 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 no. And I started looking at this jewelry and I think fantasizing that this is a common fantasy. I think that like, oh, this is going to be the gift that's going to woo, 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 you know? And also, as you know, listening to this podcast, I watched uh, so much TV as a child and movies, and that really formulated how I viewed the, the what I thought was the real world. And this was the 80s, so like spangly, you know, sparkly stuff was in. And, and I remember I saw these earrings, and they were dangly, like uh, these, like, uh, they look like sparkles, and they would do sparkle. I don't know what to, I don't know any of the terminology. 
but they were like three lines. Each one was a little bit shorter and they were like little squares like attached to, to catch the light. And I think they were silver. And to me, these earrings looked like they, they could have been, you know, they were like a million dollar earrings and I don't know what the prices were. I mean, I know it was cheap, like very, I mean, Kmart, like jewelry and not in a case, you know, not, you didn't have to go to the case or where we were looking. I mean, Bo was buying phone earrings and I was kind of picturing them on her and saying, oh man, this is going to, this is it, man. This is where, you know, love city and, and you know, now I'm you know, and I don't know, like it was just thrilling, I guess, to be by like, uh, it just felt so, I don't know. No, it didn't feel adults. You know, there was like an illicit thrill and we bought them. We didn't shoplift. I was terrified of, uh, the consequences of shoplifting and never do that, you know, just cause I was afraid, you know, like, like overthink things. So we bought the, and Bo bought his. And then I remember we, I don't know if we wrapped the gifts or we wrote, wrote love notes or what we did. I don't remember any of that, but I do remember that it was like, and this is a very, this is as tropey as it gets. I remember I just gave them to her. And her look, my girlfriend at the time. So this is probably day three of our dating. And I'm not joking. This was a two-week, I think this was a two-week operation. But I remember giving him to her and her just kind of looking at me. And then I was like, are you know, you know, what are you going to put, you know, and waiting the next day at school. And, you know, the earrings were never seen or heard from again, I don't believe. Maybe it's not true because I can see the earring. The the I mean, I guess Bo had Bo was charming, so his girlfriend she did wear his earrings. And I mean, maybe this is around a dance, but I think the dance like uh, it, it, that was when I won the dance contest. I think this was the year after, maybe. Uh, when did I talk about the dance contest? That was a long time ago. That was another thing that happened to me in grammar school. Won a dance contest. I think that was in Boys Tap. That's a that's a pretty good episode too. Uh, so we so the earrings did not go over, you know, like I thought they would. And I mean, I guess looking back at it, I, I don't think I asked. I said, "She's, would you want phone earrings?" Or maybe she even said, "Give me phone earrings like my sister." And I probably asked these questions, you know, I, I was consumed with. I guess like it's the difference between being empowered and powerless. I was a very a person that was easily given to powerlessness. So I would just say, oh, do you, are you going to wear those earrings tomorrow? You know, do you, I, I can't imagine what our phone calls would have been like. I mean, I would definitely give them billions of dollars to, to, to even to just like, now maybe watching would be too depressing. It would be really interesting, man. You know, they talk about once anthropologists can time travel, or be like I wouldn't. I wouldn't even need to make the board. I just bring you and show you my life. Uh, here I am sitting, watching Growing Pains, and formulating. You know the, how I'm going to be like. My, and here I am watching Silver Spoons and formulating how I'm going to be one day Ricky Schroeder. You know, here I am watching Who's the Boss and I'm wondering when I'm going to meet her. You know. Here I am, you know, that, that was uh, Golden Girls. I watched a lot of Golden Girls. No Perfect Stranger. All these shows, these were 80s TV shows, by the way. All right, here I am. So so, so the earrings did not, they weren't a hit. And I guess I like wonder, I could see the price tag, but I can't see the price. I'm guessing like, uh, I, I'm hoping, I mean, I know they were under $20 because I barely had any money. I'm hoping they were under $5, but please, I mean, please tell me, you know, somebody gets Kmart, you know, I don't think they were blue light special, but I mean, I don't know if they were electroplated or what, but, uh, so the earrings weren't a big hit. So then I said to myself, well, geez, I got to step it up at this Beaver Lake nature center. And I guess maybe I did like, like once, like, uh, if this was week two, I was definitely, I feel like imagining myself at the, like looking back, like that I was a little bit like head over heels at this point, you know, maybe I was going to hold hands with her or maybe we were even going to kiss. 
And, uh, like, I don't know, like, I, I guess it's interesting that even as now as an adult, I think I have this, uh, a default habit of striving for certainty. It's just interesting in looking back and seeing myself, uh, like striving for some certainty there. I guess, like, I, I guess I feel very neutral about these memories. Like, they might seem a little sad, but they're actually not. Because I can see myself like, geez, well, I had like low self esteem or whatever, or whatever you want to call it, or I just didn't feel attractive. I, I guess would be that that's what it was. Then I have confidence. I don't know if it's low self esteem, it's just no confidence and no sense of attraction, of attractiveness. And I think that's probably something a lot of people share. And I think I was looking to counteract those things, you know, attain certainty that those weren't true, you know, through, and luckily I had friends like Bo to kind of arrange those things. And then later when the dance contest, my, my friend Chris Kay, he was the one who, you know, got me a date for the one dance we had at grammar school. And he arranged that one, I think, or maybe his date arranged, maybe his date was the one who figured it out. Um, but so I had a lot of pressure on myself to like, uh, to, to save the relationship here at the Beaver Lake Nature Center. And I, this is still a habit I can get into, like where I get really, uh, like, uh, in love with being in love, maybe, I don't know if that's the right term or like, oh, like, like the wooing stage and and like, uh, surprises and stuff. And, and so I think I was like, you know, like very heady and I was like, oh, I'm going to, let me get something nice. Well, you know, cause I was thinking of her and I was out in nature and I said, let me get this pencil sharpener. I wish I could, I think it was like a birdhouse or it was one of those things where you press the bottom and the bird moves. Maybe it wasn't a pencil sharpener, but I'm pretty sure it was because, you know, that would be utilitarian. And I know it was made out of wood and it was painted. And, uh, uh, like, so I, I purchased it and I was full, full thing. And then when I gave it to her, of course, it, like you could see this coming. She said, no, 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 I don't want to be, you know, I think she accepted the, the, I wonder, I, I guess I have to scan the memory banks, but so I get, it had the pencil thing. This was presumably like a, like a, like a weekend, a Saturday or Sunday. So then Monday I gave her the pencil sharpener and she like broke up with me. Or maybe it was just like, uh, I gave it to her. And I think this was one of those ones where it was like someone, the person at the desk in front of me told me, or someone told me at lunch I mean, there was like, like our school wasn't a hundred percent like a mean girls movie. Like I remember there was one girl, Julie, uh, Kay, and she was always, uh, like, like trying to be helpful. And, and like, I think like she, she was very good at, uh, like respecting people's feelings. And I think she's married to one of my brother's coworkers now. Uh, but so she would always go out of way. So if my feelings were hurt, she was there as a friend to say, oh, you know, uh, you know, it's not that big a deal or whatever. Cause that's probably crushed. I mean, like, like, and if it happened at lunch, uh, you know, all the boys sat together. So that would have been embarrassing, but I was lucky that I always had friends. Like, I guess I, I feel like I wasn't always a friend to everyone. So, like, I'm like, man, how lucky was am I that I had, like, friends to turn to? So even when people were making, like, like if you were, if I cried, which I probably did, I mean, let's be honest, like, this was my first relationship, and I had, you know, put a lot of money into it and, and, and thought and probably, you know, a lot of imagination, and I had certainty riding on it, so when it came you know, whatever the, I can assume it was like, uh, someone said it to me from, uh, this is how I ma- reimagined is that the person at the desk in front of me in grammar school said, Oh, uh, my kitty blank doesn't want, isn't going to be your girlfriend anymore. And I say, okay, well, and I just, uh, in denial, well, no, 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 I don't believe you, you don't, you know, and then it probably happened at lunch, like the girl's lunch table told the boy's lunch table. And they became like a little bit embarrassing, 
Then I became upset, and then, like, someone soothed me. So I did have people to soothe me, you know, friends, or... Um, so I was, again, very, very lucky. And uh, I'm trying to think... Trying to, I mean, I guess I'm trying to rescue the story, because I mean, but that is, like, the good thing. And then... I mean, then I like it, it, this might seem like like a, a cheap way to do it, but the truth was that I still had this huge crush on this other person, so I was able to return to that fantasy, uh, or maybe this is like a coping strategy. I, I don't, I don't know, and I, I guess I don't want to know. You know, I, I mean, I kid, I mean, I kid, I kid, but but so like uh, was my point. So that that. Uh, it wasn't very long before, I, like I redirected my my crush. Uh, I guess uh, this will be interesting playing it out. Like uh, at this at this at this classmate, and while she, her and her sister were dating these two friends of mine, and uh, I had no chance. You know, in my heart, you know, your heart always has a chance. And I do honestly think, I mean, I don't look at this from a mental health perspective, but from a coping with life perspective, like crushes are, I, I view them as, a, for, for personally, they're a very important thing uh, to me. And I mean, like, so it's like part of the seasons of your life. Like, I mean, right now between crushes and, but even in the, the real-time recipe episodes, I, I talk about, Jesus, it's nice to have some, a crush on someone that works at the grocery store you go to. Because uh, it just makes them, you know, it's just a very, you're not going to really, enter, like, it just makes it better to go to the grocery store. Like, where if it's someone that cuts your hair or something, they say, well, oh boy, that's like, a, that could go, not, you know. Or school, I always had a lot of trouble at school. I mean, you know, that's like the genesis of this podcast is a lot of it is the trouble I had at school. Uh, but crushes were, I guess, a coping mechanism. Like, honestly, I wouldn't have made it through. I don't think I would have showed up to high school, uh, like my last two or three years of high school, if I didn't have a crush on someone. To, to go, And I'm not kidding. Like, uh like, uh, my crushes made it like, said, well, maybe I'll run into them at the hall or whatever, or this will be like that fantasy constructed fantasy uh, that just had, it was barely rooted in reality or like, like, uh, a tangential reality, you know, but bare, loosely associated with reality, uh, made it like, made it say, well, I'll just go to school today. Like, uh, Otherwise, I probably, yeah, and, and even in, like, uh, because then what happened was, like, ours was the first year, our, so our sixth grade class was the first year there wasn't going to be any middle school, so they did, like, because uh, the schools, we went to, I went to Catholic school, and the schools were shrinking, and the money was tight, so then they had, like, they were cutting back. And so then we went to like a larger uh, middle school and then I found new crushes there. Oh boy, there was another set of twins, believe it or not. And then I had crush on those twins and they, I guess this is a pattern I repeat that then, uh, they were out of my league, even though I had crush on them. And then, and then at some point I think I even asked and, and, uh, and either one of my friend, female friends was like, no, 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 like they were like just honest with me. And then in seventh grade, I did have a crush on another classmate. And then even then I said, well, geez, maybe I just need a girlfriend. Like, like I, all my friends were getting girlfriends again. And then it's similar pattern. Like I had a friend and then I said, would you be my girlfriend? She said, no, and no, no, no. Uh, we're just friends, but again, it's like that quest for, it's like, uh, certainty and uh, certainty of good or certainty of bad. And, and like, uh, I guess like the lesson kind of I take from that is one, it's very, it's very nice to be able to go into these memories in a neutral place and think about Kmart and the thrill of buying gifts and to look at things in this new appreciative light of seeing Jesus, this friend of mine, you know, that I kind of terminated our friendship because of uh, uh, him telling his mom, he's a really good friend and he was very uh, brotherly to me. And I just uh, like went in above and beyond. He arranged my first girlfriend 
I don't know if you can call it a girl. Like for the story context, it's a girlfriend. I don't think a week and a half, even if you buy two gifts, uh, qualifies. Like I think you need to hold hands or kiss, like as willing parties. I mean, so. But for the purpose of the story, it was a girlfriend, and you know, looking at these other classmates that you know would step up and say, "Hey, geez, I see your feelings were hurt." You know, uh, let me try to help. Uh, you know, those are undersold or easily forgotten about when we when you don't get a chance to return to these. So that was a nice thing, and then just to say, geez, it's like I guess it is interesting. I mean, right now I'm now looking back at it in a sad way, saying, "Huh." Uh, I don't know how you say this. It doesn't sound a little bit obscene, but it's like I was an unattractive young man. Like, and I think most of that was a projected mental uh, a view than an actual fact or something. Like, like I think especially these uh, prepubescent ages, I don't know what an expert would say, but this is way more of this uh, social hierarchy playing out and kind of playing out the roles that maybe you have in your family, but also these roles, you know, that, that you're, you're following whatever modeling you're doing and trying to like, uh, establish this strange social hierarchy. And then also based on like physical attributes, you know, who's taller, who, who's like more mature, Oh, it's incredibly interesting, and uh, it's tough being a kid. I guess that, that's another thing. I'd hug my daughter extra tight and be like, "Man," uh, but you do make it through it. And, and I mean, as anything this podcast and life has taught me is that uh, you know, the, the, uh, there's there's a lot of interesting things in our difficult times. And, you know, they're not all bad. And, and, and then so I guess, can they become lulling and soothing? Uh, I mean, I think if you make a trip to Kmart, you could pretty much, uh, man, I guess that would be another thing to put on my time machine list is to hit up some Kmarts. I think most of them are closed now, but they're not the same as they were in the 80s anyway. And blue light specials and diners and all that stuff. In, like, Kmart branded stuff. I remember, I was trying to think, I don't know what it was that I had. I was thinking this the other day. I had some stuff that was Kmart branded that was really awesome. I don't know if it was, like, clothes or that I bought at a vintage place or something I'm remembering. Um, so, yeah, but so thank you for listening. And uh, that's the story of my first girlfriend, Beaver Lake Nature Center, all based on a map of Syracuse. Thanks.